0: Joining us on the program today, we have Anadarko Mayor Tanner Salier. Tanner, thanks for coming in today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And we have Anadarko City Manager Kenneth Korn. Kenneth, thank you for coming in and giving us a little update on what's going on uh, in uh, Anadarko and part of Cattle County. So, Tanner, you've recently uh, been uh, sworn in as the new mayor. Yes. So, that's uh, that's right. um, The former mayor stepped down for family reasons and you're the vice mayor so now you were sworn in as mayor just a few days ago
1: yes sir yeah i'm excited about it
0: all right so how long you been on the council
1: uh five years i've been on the council five years now Mm
0: -hmm. and uh, what do you like about uh, serving your citizens in antiderico uh
1: i've always liked to be involved uh i've always been interested in it i didn't uh no i was gonna like it as much as i did i was kind of tentative at first but i've really enjoyed the vice mayor uh position for five years now and so i I uh, hope I enjoy the mayor position as much as I enjoyed the vice mayor position, but I'm excited.
0: Probably get a few more phone calls now, You I get f- as, as mayor, right? Yes. <laughs> there's a little
1: bit more on your plate, as I've found out in this last week or so. There's a little more on your plate.
2: and right. He also gets to talk to me almost daily now that he didn't before, so I, I don't know how much he's going to like that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> sometimes several times a
1: day.
2: That happens. Yeah. Uh,
0: there's a lot going on and a lot of business that has to, to take place, and uh, it takes everybody to, to kind of make it work. It so. does.
1: Well, we've got a good team
0: mm-hmm mm-hmm I uh, got a great city manager and he been there how long now Kenneth
2: Been uh, there almost seven years now
0: Wow okay so, the gray hair will prove it yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to talk about some of the projects going on uh, with the city and uh, let's talk first about uh, some some street improvement projects going on and we got a, a project that's uh, gonna be wrapping up here pretty quick
2: yeah, there's uh, the Petrie Road project, uh, or which now is called the Randy Mclemore uh, Road, which the council changed the name of the road along with the count uh, with this the county because we share that road, uh, but it'll be named after Randy, who died uh, after complications with COVID, who was our county commissioner. But it's going to have a five-inch overlay. They rehabbed that bridge. The bridge is going to be pretty sturdy and a nice bridge, got way smoother to drive over. And so we're hoping in the next uh, week or so, about September 13th, to have that open so the public can go back across that. That's about a $600,000 road uh, project. Uh, the city's portion of that, we only spent about, uh, I think, somewhere around $20,000 on our share. Uh, but uh, the state provided most of the money, and the county provided $150,000 of it. So that's a that's a nice program that uh, the mayor and I won't ever have to worry about that road for the, for the
1: remainder that we're we're in office and taking care of things in the city.
0: And that was a needed program, uh, Mayor, for sure. Yes,
1: absolutely. Uh, Kenneth is very good about tapping into resources like that and finding ways to get big projects done.
0: Been working with uh, some other groups, too. I I noticed uh, the Anadarko Heritage Museum Mm -hmm. uh, was closed for several months Mm -hmm. because of the pandemic, and that finally got reopened uh, this week.
2: They're going to have their grand opening, I believe, on uh, Saturday, the grand reopening mm-hmm. and, but we've got a $15,000 grant from the Oklahoma humanities council. Um, that money is from the national endowment of the humanities, which was passed uh, by the president and the Congress to help businesses and, and cities and things get reopened after the pandemic. So I think the ladies over there are excited about getting that open, but we went for almost 18 months without staff over there and without it being open to the public. So we're, we're ready for
0: that to happen again. Uh. Um, Trying to get uh, take care of some, uh, some infrastructure issues. And I know last time you were on the show, we discussed some of those. So uh, give us an update on some of those uh, projects.
2: Sure. Uh, the mayor will tell you, I have to tell you that the mayor and our council has been very good about trying to address infrastructure problems that have been lingering for the city for decades. And, in fact, most of the problems we have in Anadarko are all things that should have been addressed a long time ago. And it's just been patched and band-aid together to, to make it work. And now we're getting a chance to actually make some progress in putting those things back together where they're done the proper way. Uh, it's somewhat frustrating, and that seems like a lot of times all we're getting to do is to put uh, things back at a, at a uh, square one level. But it are things that will pay dividends for the long run. Uh, for instance, we know for sure we're going to replace four lift stations on our sewer system this year. Uh, that's about $600,000. There may be an additional two lift stations that we add which means we will have replaced, uh, out of the nine lift stations, we will have replaced eight of them by the time that we're done with these projects, which is a good deal for our citizens. Um, We're looking at, it's gone out for bid to replace the 20% of the electric poles in towns and, and some of the wiring and transformers in Anadarko. That's about a $2 million project. Uh, we're hoping it comes in at $2 million. Yeah. Everything else has gone up so much, mm-hmm. but that's a project that the council and I have talked about for some time that, you know, really we pay for most of city government from the, the revenue made off of the electric department. And so, uh, that's something that desperately needs to be done. And we dodged a real bullet in that ice storm that we had back, uh, last October that we didn't lose more of our grid than what we did. Um, and then, uh, You know, we've got other things from equipment that we're purchasing that we hadn't had in a long time that helps us take care of some of the issues we have in town.
0: Um, So what's the timeline on maybe trying to get some of that uh, started as far as the electric lines and things like that?
2: The the sewer projects, uh, the love stations will have to begin by December 1st because IHS is our partner on that. And so they're providing a large block of that funding and we're matching it. Uh, We also have put in for a CDBG grant to replace the main sewer line that feeds uh, our wastewater uh, treatment facility. We believe it's collapsing, so we're trying to get that fixed and the augers replaced out there. And that's about another $600,000 project as well. Um, We should know probably next month whether or not we got that grant, but we're pretty confident that we will. Uh, And then the electric, uh, we're hoping to start this uh, probably november december trying to get things underway We're just waiting on our bids to come back which should be back in in october and that that way the council can start awarding those
0: right and uh, early this year mayor you had some issues with your uh with your water treatment uh, i guess so Asked the citizens to conserve water for uh, several days uh, while you're trying to go through some issues getting the with the water tower things, I guess.
1: Yes, one of those uh, was as the water left the plant, we had a collapse right in the middle of the road uh, that took a good 72 hours total to recover from uh, and get filled back up.
0: But got that taken care of, right?
2: Yeah. Y- yes and no. Yes, it's currently working, but okay. <laughs> we're, but the real fix on that is still not completed because we're having to wait on some parts. And once that gets back in, we'll we'll do a better planning on how we will handle that going forward. But we did manage to put a valve in from the last time. Uh, so part of the problem there was none of the valves worked, so we couldn't turn the pressure off to repair it. And that's just one of those things that over the years that the city has not done a good job at making sure it valves work so when we have to actually replace something it takes us much longer to do so and and we had to in fact turn off all the water towers this last time in order to fix that.
1: Hmm.
0: But you gave plenty of notice and you do great on social media, letting residents know what happens and what's going on and yeah, what, we what, do. The, it, what you ask them to do. And
2: We try to use social media and then the council has allowed us to make the investment in a notification system that if most of our citizens, if they would sign up for will know exactly what's going on. Because when we have some type of emergency or have to turn water off or uh, an event in town, anything like that, we can send a notification out uh, to them. And that's what we, uh, we're really good about doing that. They can, they can get the notification by email or by phone call or by text, they, or they can get all three of them. Uh, but we, we've done, I think, a better job communicating with the public when we're trying to do things to, that improves the community.
0: Uh, speaking of uh, the water, uh, I guess the notifications just went out about a water quality issue and to talk about how you are addressing that.
2: Sure. Well, the the council spent about $150,000, what, Mayor, was it about two years ago?
1: Two years, yeah.
2: We, we have an issue in Anadarko is that we actually have more water capacity than what we use. And so the water sits in the tower. Uh, the, our engineers first believed, and so did DEQ, that if, if we went in there and put an aerator inside the Tyndall Tower, that it would stir it up and we would solve our TTHM's problem. Um, that... It improved, but it didn't get us below the level that was needed by DEQ standards. So now what we're looking at, we've, we're going to get a $100,000 forgivable loan, which the council just approved probably two months ago, and we have just submitted our paperwork, um, and the engineering is being done, is to add force blowers on the top of the, of the tower so that it, it can blow those particles out, and also automatic flushing stations so they can flush the lines as needed. And that should, they're telling us, that should solve our problem. Uh, and I know people get concerned when they see that notice in the mail. It's nothing to be really concerned about. Uh, the water's safe to drink. It's just that, that we are just a little bit above what the acceptable levels, and really all that is is what particles you see floating in the water, and, uh, they're they're not harmful, but they're in there and they really shouldn't be. So right. that, that so this should take care of the problem. We hope.
0: Right. Plus there have been stricter uh, regulations uh, from DEQ, and so Chickasha went through that uh, recently. Uh, but but uh, all small communities in real Oklahoma are having an issue mm-hmm. uh, with that. So. And I, and
2: I think sometimes the public thinks that we're not doing anything. Uh, I don't think they understand that it actually takes us a while to one, identify funding, do get engineering to figure out what the problem is and how we correct it. And we are doing things, Uh, they don't see it. So often a lot of the improvements that that are happening all go underground or in places that they don't see. And so they think nothing's ever going on, but there are things going on. It's it's just, uh, as I tell them, there's nothing sexy about fixing the main sewer line to the wastewater plant. But when you can't flush your toilet at home Mm-hmm. Uh you know you got a problem. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to address those problems even though they're not it's not necessarily a new swimming pool or a new park or anything like that. The fun stuff, we're just trying to fix the fundamental things so we can move on to the the right. fun things. And
0: what's frustrating, Mayor, is, uh, as uh, Kenneth was just talking about, uh, you spent all this money originally thinking it's going to fix a problem because the engineers told you it was going to fix the problem, and then it doesn't. Right. And there's nothing you really can do about that, there's, I guess.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's nothing you can do about that except try again yeah you know yeah. So it can be very frustrating when you think a problems behind you and then you turn around and you have to revisit it again
0: and the citizens get upset and they you think know. you're not doing anything and it's it's tough it's it's a, it's a tough situation to be in so right and
2: then I think the, the mayor will tell you too uh, until you get involved in city government and particularly on the council you don't really realize how much stuff costs to fix uh, everybody unfortunately has a simple solution and I always want to tell people if it was that simple, don't you think we would have already done that? Because we don't like to be out any later than we have to be. And we don't like to have to listen to people yell and scream at us because there's problems. So if we could fix it, we want to. It's just sometimes the simple solution's not the answer. And I took to, uh, we have a project right now that we're kind of in an emergency situation. We're pumping sewer, bypassing two manholes right now uh, because we have a, a major sewer collapse. And now that our engineers looked at it, the thing was never engineered properly. It, it doesn't meet standards. And so it, 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 it kind of explains why some of the problems we've had in town have existed. But the, the the estimate, just right off the bat, before we even get our engineering stuff, it's been somewhere between $240,000 and 684000 And this so, is where, where's the location? This there? is at 7th and Kansas. Mm-hmm. And this serves, this is where all the sewer in Anadarko converges to go to the lift station and take it to the plant but I, I think you can ask the mayor here I think he was surprised by what some of the estimates were to try to repair this
1: yeah blew my mind and how do you how do you plan for that when you don't know the number 200 or 600 you don't even know what to go ask for mm-hmm. look for it's uh it's tough uh,
0: but uh, you've been working with a lot of agencies we talked earlier about how you've been able to get the you know work with some of these uh, state and federal programs to uh, get some matching grants or maybe as you said forgivable loans earlier uh, but they're not always going to be there
2: they're not always going to be there and i think that's the fallacy that the public has is that well there's just this grant money out there you just go just go get a grant for that and there is money out there but all of them comes with with strings attached to them uh also it's not like anadarko is the only community in the state or in the country who are asking for these same dollars everybody is so it becomes very competitive. And the other thing is, you got to have a match, and and sometimes we just don't have the match. Now, um, they make fun of me, the mayor and the council, about being uh, a tightwad. Uh, I do try to watch our our how we spend money very closely, because we never know when we're going to have something that we got to kind of repair. And I can I can tell you, and I think the mayor would agree, we've exhausted a lot of our funds. Um, the ice storm last October, we've not been reimbursed by FEMA yet for that. Then we had the Arctic storm in uh, February. We've not been reimbursed for that. So our emergency funds have dwindled greatly. Uh, but I will give this council credit in that they actually allowed me to start setting aside money at the end of each year if we had any that was excess. So we would have an emergency fund to go to. And had they not done that, we would be in a real bond in Anadarko.
0: How's your sales tax revenue uh, been?
2: It's been holding steady. Uh, you know, last year it was all, it was up from what we previously had, uh, had been having, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of federal money that got poured in, and people weren't traveling. So we see sales, uh, sales tax is declining from what it was last year, but it's returning to back to the normal uh, uh, amount that it was Previous before levels. the pandemic. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm
0: and then as far as the apwa is concerned are you are you kind of breaking even with them uh
2: Uh, it it, the the apwa makes a profit i mean i can't say it doesn't the problem is that we we transfer every dime of the profit over to the general fund of the city because the general fund of the city runs about two million dollars short in order to meet police fire parks libraries cemetery uh streets all those things have to be paid for and uh under Oklahoma law, the only way you can finance your cities is through a sales tax. We don't get any property tax or anything else contrary to what people believe. So if it wasn't for the fact that Anadarko owns its own electric grid, we we would probably have none of those services in Anadarko. The electric uh, uh, grid actually pays for everything. And what I like to tell people is when they complain about Anadarko's utility rates, our rates are competitive with everybody else. We're right at the same level as what they are. The difference is when you pay, just say OG&E, when you pay OG&E, those profits that they're making go to stockholders that you don't see. The profit that the APWA makes gets reinvested in the community, into parks, into streets, uh, uh, into the library, and those types of things. So it's not like anyone's making any money. It's just being going back into services that the citizens want.
0: I wanted to uh, talk briefly about uh, uh, a grant uh, that you've received to develop some walking and biking trails and that's pretty exciting
2: yeah there's there's been a group of citizens that came to uh, us to talk to us about trying to put biking and walking trails in and we've not really had the money that's one of those things you'd like to do but you don't have the money to spend on it so this grant money became available through our southwest region transportation group uh to do a walkability type study and so they gave us twenty five thousand dollars for us to be able to 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 do a plan and what we would like to do is see if the feasibility of doing a walking bicycle trail between our two major parks, Rotary Park and uh, Ranlett Park. And so all this money will be used just to put together a plan. Now, I've already seen criticism about, oh, there's better ways to spend the money. Well, you can only spend it on a plan. That's Mm -hmm. number one. Number two is we're not going to have the money, I can tell you right now, just to automatically put a walking trail in like that. But by having a plan in hand, when we see a grant, that might come available through interior or commerce or whoever, then we already have the plans in place so we can apply. So often we miss opportunities on grants because we don't have the professional uh, paperwork done, the plans and designs to submit. This will allow us to have that ready so we can submit for a grant. Right.
0: And you've already contracted with the group to uh, help out with the planning. Binger?
1: Yes. Yes, we have. And uh, they haven't done that though yet. They haven't haven't started yet, but I'm excited to see what they come up with.
0: All right. And uh, asking for public input. And it's always good? that They will ask for public
2: input about kind of what they want to see along the trail. I mean, the nice thing about it, if that trail is developed where it's at, it will run through downtown. And so it'll go by the museum. It'll connect the two parks. It, it'll be uh, – we can do some other development around downtown with it too. So it, it can have a long-term economic impact for the city.
0: Yeah. There's uh, some business improvements uh, coming along here pretty quick. I know what you're excited about.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think the the mayor will tell you that uh, we've actually had a few businesses starting to, to pick up in Anadarko. And I mm-hmm. think largely it's because they see, A, we're trying to clean up town. B, we're making the investments in the infrastructure that needs to be made. So we have a large uh, convenience store going in, Hutches uh, there at First and Central. It's going to be a big store, and, mm-hmm. it's, and it looks really nice. They tore down a lot of old buildings, to, to be quite frank, needed to go. Mm-hmm. They were, they were They were just eyesores they've got those tore down and it's going to look so much nicer yeah. there
0: it's like a whole city block yeah it, it is it,
1: basically man. a whole yeah. city block and that there was nothing there and it, it's going to look so much better uh another one coming in is taco bell out by walmart they've just started the the groundwork on that and a lot of people are excited about that too
0: and I uh, want to mention the, the work with the tribes because uh, a lot of the projects going on and some recently completed and some about to be completed.
2: Right. Well, I tell you, the, the tribes in Anadarko, particularly the, the Delaware, the Comanches and the Wichitas, uh, they've really been working hard at doing some improvements in the community. And you can see it. The, the Wichita Star Academy just opened this last year. It's a beautiful facility for uh, kind of middle school kids. Uh, The Comanches have did a really beautiful building across from City Hall. In fact, I'm kind of jealous that they have that, and we don't, uh, for an outreach program there. Uh, And and the Delaware has done things. uh, They've put in a couple new businesses in town themselves. they got a printing shop that they just went in. They bought the old Gladwell Plumbing uh, and have uh, started operating out of that. So there's... They're, they're, the tribes are making an investment in the community that they're producing jobs and making the community look better. And I also just have to give a lot of credit to uh, Terry Parton at the Wichita Tribe. Uh, the Wichita Tribe is sponsoring a lot of our applications with IHS, and a lot of the projects you see happening in Anadarko is because of the Wichita partnership with us that we get this federal money to do these improvements. And it's all because of the leadership of Terry Parton. And, and in one project that we are, we're spending no money on, I mean, absolutely zero money on is to redo all the sewer and service lines in Prairie Village and all the manholes over there. That's about a $700,000 project that we're not asked to match. And that's because the Wichita uh, submitted an application for that. And so that part of town really will have the, to, to be quite honest, will have the best sewer uh, system in town. And the Kiowas had spent about $250,000 just redoing all the streets over there about two years ago. So as far as infrastructure goes, Prairie Village will have the best infrastructure probably than any place in town. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about some uh, upcoming uh, things. Uh, we've got a big event at uh, the end of next month we wanted to talk about out at the airport.
1: Yeah, Kids, Kites, and Frights on October 23rd. We're going to have uh the big giant kites again we're gonna have hot air balloons uh we're gonna have an arm wrestling tournament uh we're gonna have a cornhole tournament hay rides uh a goat bingo uh tons of activities all day long out there plus that day uh the 23rd we're gonna do uh you you still need to get a permit for a a yard sale or garage sale but the permit is free uh you just need to pick one up so we know to list it in the paper that lets us know how to uh, advertise it.
0: So that's uh, just that day on October 23rd. Yes, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, be listening and watching for more information about that. Uh, also we wanted to talk about, uh, some new equipment for the fire department that you're pretty excited about.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, Aunt Darko hasn't had a new pumper fire truck, uh, probably in about 35 years. Uh, and so. We've tried a number of times to get some grants, and the grant process for fire trucks is really, it's interesting. Uh, we've fallen in this category that we're not big enough to get it one, or we don't get it because we already have one, even though ours is 35 years old. And it, it's to the point that it, it's costing us more to repair and try to keep operational than it's worth. Uh, we did find a USDA grant. Which they would pay for half of the truck, and we did get awarded that. It's about a seven, seven uh, $750,000 uh, pumper truck, and it's being custom-built for the city of Anadarko. And uh, we will fly uh, probably in October to do final inspection on it. It's being built in Ohio, and then it will be brought to Anadarko to be put into use.
0: Let us know when that happens. That's great. They, they
2: They plan a special ceremony because apparently when you get a new fire truck, you don't drive it into the station. You push it into the station <laughs> so that's what they plan to do and invite the public to be a part of it
0: looking forward to that that's going to be mm-hmm. that's going to be good for you guys um uh also before we go um, we want to talk about the roundup program that uh, residents are encouraged to participate in and uh, uh, help some families maybe uh, get their homes to be energy efficient sure
2: we we've uh, we opened applications there's a couple of things I'd, I'd mention here one is we have a energy assistance or energy audit program, which is free. We can do it for 20 customers a year, where we we will pay 100% for us to come into your home and to do the energy audit to give you recommendations of what you should do to make your home more efficient to help lower your utility bills. Uh, in fact, we've done it with one lady. Her utility bill was running six, $700 a month. She couldn't figure out what, what her issue was. They did the uh, utility audit on her home, and they discovered that her thermostat was not communicating properly with the unit. So it would just continue to run. So, you know, that's about a fifty dollar, fifty, sixty dollar fix. And, you know, her bills have, have went down. We had another one who did the audit on their home. They said, Hey, you're losing all this energy through an attic um, fan and they're they've covered that up now after the suggestions and their energy bill has Lowered. So we have those available for people there. It's on a first come, first serve basis for those who are on our electric grid. And uh, you can find that on our uh, Facebook page, City of Anadarko Facebook page, or you can find it on the uh, cityofanadarko.org webpage. Uh, then we, the roundup program. We just closed applications for that. What that is, is on your utility bill, you will notice uh, that it rounds it up to the nearest dollar. That money all goes into a special fund. It does not go for operations. The city does not spend it on any projects. It goes into a special fund made up by a board of citizens. Uh, This year, they're taking applications to help people put insulation in their roofs. So that's where most people lose their energy at. And so we've taken applications, and those will probably be awarded on the September 9th meeting.
0: So, about how much money usually comes in on that every year?
2: Oh, it only produces somewhere around eighteen, nineteen thousand uh, dollars. What it produces it doesn't produce a, a great amount because the most anybody would ever pay is uh, no more than eleven dollars and ninety-nine cents yeah, a year. A
0: year, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Not bad. No, not and, not bad.
2: And, and this will help a lot, of, a lot of folks in town. Part of the problem in Anadarko is a lot of these homes are older and probably have not had any uh, installation work done on them in a long time or any other type of work. So we're hoping that we can use this program to help them uh, lower their bills and get them back on the feet because we don't want to take any more money than we have to.
0: Mayor, I wanted to, before we go, I wanted to talk about the uh, partnership with the Salvation Army. Uh, they're opening up a new service office in Anadarko, The Salvation Army that serves both Grady and Caddo counties. Yes, I uh, so, uh,
1: believe they're partnering with Bethel Baptist Church, and they're putting uh, their location will be across the road, right, right across uh, Mission, on from Bethel Baptist Church. So we're excited about that.
0: So uh, we'll be talking more about that as that comes about. They're they're having a ribbon cutting here pretty quick. I think in a week or so. I think that's. Correct. And I know uh, Lieutenant Bobby McFarland has been. Uh, Dispatched to uh, Louisiana to help out uh, with the hurricane relief uh, over there, so they're looking out for us uh, yep. here, and uh, we want to welcome uh, those folks too because they're brand new, yes, uh, brand yeah. new commanders to the area. Yep. All right, uh, Mayor Sally, your thanks for coming over. Thank we really you. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll look forward to having you on the program again in the future. Kenneth uh, Korn, City Manager, and Adarco, thank you for all the insight. We appreciate it very thanks, much. Thanks, George.
1: Thanks.